to the Megan Talks podcast, episode number two. We're here already. Thank you very much for all the lovely comments and messages that I've had regarding the last one about my mental health journey. If you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and listen to it, please. That would be very nice. Today, I have a guest with me. I'll let him introduce himself in a second, but this episode is all going to be about fitness and kind of getting into fitness. We're only going to talk about the movement side of things. We're not really going to talk about diet in this one but yeah hope you're going to enjoy it let's get on with the show thingy 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 bing 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 so like i said today i have a very special guest with me i will let him introduce himself so over to you the person who is absolutely obsessed with me <laughs> rude hi i am josh megan's partner and i work in the fitness industry and that's why i'm the guest today yeah, couldn't find anyone proper decent, so <laughs> just thought, well, I'll live with a fitness guy. Fitness hippie. Let's let's chat. So, yeah, I think we'll start by talking about our fitness journeys. Just kind of summing it up, nothing too extensive. So, Josh, don't go on for ages, will you? <laughs> if anyone knows Josh, personally, you know that he likes to talk. I'm definitely the quiet one of the relationship, she says, the one with the podcast. Tell us a little bit how about you got into fitness and your fitness background. Like, start with kind of when you were a kid. So when I was a kid, I played a lot of sports. So I played rugby, played tennis, did bits of football, but wasn't too good at that. So fitness was always kind of a big part of my life. I also grew up with parents that were always doing something. So my mum has ran the Great North Run nine times. My dad competed in triathlon. So it was just felt like something that was super natural for us to go into and could really channel my kind of aggression and stuff in sports rather than just getting told off all the time at school. So that kind of helped a lot. I think being a a kid with lots of energy, it's so cool to kind of get your kids into sports like rugby and stuff like that because it gives them a place to go that they can channel all of that and it's brilliant. I really love that. So after school, I discovered something called alcohol, which put the brakes on the fitness a little bit because while everyone had when I was getting into the fitness industry everyone seemed to be training for something so if you saw someone lifting heavy weights or he was training for rugby or if you saw someone doing accessory movements but they were swimming you knew they were training for swimming or triathlon or something like that like I had mates that did triathlon or cycling and stuff like that that was kind of regular but as I was coming up that was becoming more and more of the rarity and people were training mirror muscles and they'd train, oh, because I've got a holiday in July, so I'm going to go and get ripped for it and stuff like that, which sounds kind of strange. So I never really enjoyed that kind of stuff and that's how I ended up falling into powerlifting because I like my training to kind of have a goal, a purpose. I don't just want to... Training to look good's fine and I'm not knocking it, but I like the kind of hit numbers, see quantifiable results sort of thing. And the first thing that popped up was powerlifting because it doesn't take a genius to do, which I'm certainly not. And it is ug ug, lift heavy weight, ug ug, put heavy weight down. (laughs) And that's, I really like the simplicity of it. That's how I kind of fell into it. But gaining a bit of a a handle on the drink came a bit of a chunky problem. (laughs) (laughs) It was a big problem. Boy. It was a very, it was a very big boy, very big. Um, I, I didn't know him at this point, but I've seen the photo evidence. 
So yeah, I was um, I did powerlifting for a long time. I got strong or like in my head strong. I kind of loved it, but I always felt like there was something a little bit missing. And when it got to the point where I had to take a break to get up the stairs, that's when I kind of found something more functional and ended up adding cardio and other types of fitness into what I do now. Kind of, the, I, I've trained the same since then, really. Which is CrossFit. Which is yeah, CrossFit, Olympic weightlifting, gymnastics stuff. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. My journey isn't as long as an extensive. I told you he talks a lot. Um, <laughs> thanks, love. It's all right. So with myself, I was quite a sporty kid. Um, I did dancing from a young age. I did gymnastics. I was the type of kid that tried a little bit of everything. I remember I did swimming lessons and then they were like, okay, next week we're going in the big pool. And I was like, yep, see ya. But yeah, I did lots of different stuff. My main sport kind of throughout school was definitely football. I played for... Middlesbrough girls when I was about 12 or something but apart from that fitness kind of fell by the wayside for me a little bit as I was growing up as I became a teenager got interested in other things you know just being a girl being a girl and then I know I spoke kind of last week about my mental health struggles but part way through that I decided to go back to the gym um, I hadn't been in a gym in a very long time so this was about four years ago and I worked with a PT. We kind of did a bit of an exchange of services. We did a couple of sessions together and I helped him with some kind of social media blogging stuff. And he kind of, we started off upstairs in like the main kind of global gym. I always want to say global gym, but it's global, isn't it? Global. That's an American term, that. Yeah. Global gym. Well, like a a standard gym. So we're in like the, with all like the cross trainers, treadmills, bikes small kind of hand weight section uh, we started up there and then I was like oh do you know what I really want to be able to like go downstairs to like the big boy gym and squat and deadlift with the big weight and FYI it's not the big boy gym it is big person gym like anyone can go in there but it's hard I think especially as a petite girl going into a completely separate room with loads of muscly men being like oh testosterone <laughs> no females allowed I was like I don't want to do that um, but I worked with a PT and then I seen that local CrossFit gym were doing free Olympic weightlifting classes for women and I was like yeah I'll try that out went loved it and CrossFit was going on at like the same time as the weightlifting class was and I was like oh that looks fun and they were like oh we've got a free month of this too and I was like yeah let's try that and never kind of looked back. So yeah, that's kind of my fitness journey in a nutshell. I'm definitely not, I've definitely not been fit all my life. It's the, my kind of love for fitness has come in the past kind of few years. And I just like, yeah, I just like it because it's good. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just like it because it's dead good and that. I like it because it's good. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's a little roundup of our, both of our fitness journeys. Mm. So Josh has experience as kind of a personal trainer, a fitness coach, coach, various different classes you've coached like spin and stuff like that as well haven't you yeah those were the the days but now it's a lot more kind of functional yeah fitness yeah so i love what you said there actually about how it's kind of for everyone but there's this kind of weird unwritten culture in quite a lot of those quote-unquote global gyms where there's a load of big blokes that don't understand what a vest top should look like so everyone can see the nipples <laughs> and they're all grunting and lifting heavy weights and it I think it does feel like something that women are also 
almost not allowed to do. Like it's like a bloke section, and I hate yeah. that. Absolutely hate it. There's loads of women that I train with and train who are you know more capable and mm. just as strong as any bloke, yeah. and they absolutely kick ass. So if if you were in a position where you maybe did feel too nervous, you're in the wrong gym yeah. because there's there's places out there. And I will kind of champion CrossFit here mm. that are super inclusive, you know, race, creed, gender, doesn't matter. Just go in and get stuck in because everyone's doing the same thing. Yeah, no, definitely. I absolutely agree. I think when I was in like the the commercial, commercial gym, is that probably a better word? Yeah. English yeah. way of saying it. When I was in the commercial gym, there was very few women who would go downstairs to the big boy weight section. And I think that was part and part like, the intimidating side of it like there was no one I could see who looked like me doing the stuff that I wanted to do however when I joined CrossFit and started doing the functional fitness side of stuff there's even like now I'm in a gym where there's so many amazing girls and I look at them with so much awe and I'm like I want to be like you I want to lift what you lift I want to do what you do um that was weird sorry (laughs) um but yeah like being surrounded by incredible females who are strong, who want to be strong, they don't want to, like, they're not just doing it to lose weight or... I mean, like, fitness for losing weight, absolutely fine. You know, you do you. You've, we've all got our purpose for doing it. But to be in that environment where it's encouraged to, like, lift weights and, you know, move better and it's not just for muscly men... Um, it's very all-inclusive and I absolutely love that and it's so empowering. I think it just, it just makes you feel great as a woman. I think it's great to see women accept that they can be strong and super capable mm. getting egged on by women who are also strong and super capable. Like, there was an example of it this morning when I was training. Two of the women there are absolute machines. Like, run me up and down the race course, mate. <laughs> But, you know, you can learn from them and it, it's not just a dude thing. Yeah. Like, I hate that about what this kind of weird bodybuilding culture has created in some uh, regular gyms. I think as a whole, I think the times are changing a lot more now in terms of women in fitness and the empowerment that it can bring. I think maybe like five, ten years ago it wasn't really there. Um, or maybe in kind of smaller communities, but a lot more now you see girls, you know, wanting girls, women, people who identify as uh, women going to the gym to be strong as opposed to like skinny or, you know, I think the purpose has changed for a lot of people, which is great. Yeah, and boys, if you are somehow worried or threatened by these strong women, you are one weak ass bloke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much that. (laughs) So Josh, as a coach, you prefer coach, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Where is the best place to start? What advice do you have for someone who, you know, they might have been in the gym one or two times or they've never been, they're looking to get fit? We're just kind of speaking from a movement point of view here. May not necessarily be the gym they want to go to, but they just want to move more. What kind of advice do you have for someone like that? Uh, Pick up your shoes, lace them up and go outside. I think there's so much good information online these days, especially post-Covid, that Mm. you don't have to have loads of money. All you need is a pair of shoes. Go outside and do stuff and see what you're capable of. Go run a 5k if that's what you fancy. Go 
talk to your local triathlon club, go speak to your local CrossFit coach. And, you know, as soon as you open up the floodgates, stuff's going to start happening. So it's um, sometimes fitness is a to each their own sort of deal, which is totally cool. But don't count anything out because you might think, oh, that looks cool and not enjoy it. But, you know, running might be the thing for you or it might be something else. No, I think that's really good advice. Like, I've had people in the past be like, oh, how did you get into this? How did you get into it? And I'm like, you just kind of have to do it. (laughs) Like, there's no... I don't think there's any other way around it. You just have to do something, whether it's going to that first class, going out on your first run and try. I think think the thing about fitness is you need to find something that's right for you because, you know, we're sat here preaching about CrossFit or functional fitness training and that might not be something you might think, no way. I do not want to be hanging off a bar. I do not want to be lifting barbells and that is absolutely fine. But maybe swimming's your thing or running or horse riding or dancing in your kitchen or like there's so many different things you can do and I think the best way to go about it is try stuff that interests you that you think looks good and find your thing that just makes you feel better. I think you'll know what suits when you find the coach for you as well like a lot of people can go to a spin class over and over and over again because they love the way that class is run. Mm. And, you know, I've seen some brilliant spin coaches. I was not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no one wants to see a big fat powerlifter on a spin bike. Believe me. (laughs) But yeah, they'll go to that class over and over again. It kind of becomes their thing. It's like the thing they almost identify with in terms Mm. of fitness. Like, oh yeah, I go to the spin on the Thursday or something like that. And people do the same thing with with functional fitness or CrossFit or anything like that. Oh yeah, I go do CrossFit wherever. Or I do powerlifting. Like, it becomes the thing you do. And I think that's quite cool. I think it's just as important to find the right community as well. Totally. Because fitness with friends is just so much better. And don't rule anything out. Just last night I went to an aerial hoop class. So if you think of people in the circus who like hang from hoops and do tricks and stuff. I literally got talked into it by a lady who gave me a facial on Wednesday and she was like, I got this thing on a Friday night and she told me about it and I was like, I'll come. (laughs) Um, And I literally went, which is so unlike me. And I think if I was kind of in the depths of my anxiety days, I 100% wouldn't have done it. And I went along, I absolutely loved it. Like not enough for me to like totally quit what I'm doing now and transfer over, you know, becoming an acrobat. I think I'm a bit too old for that, but Oh my god, I'm not old, I'm 27. (laughs) I'm definitely not too old for that. But it's just something different and it's a fun way to keep fit and I'll do it every now and then, maybe once a week, once a fortnight. And yeah, it's just just finding that thing that you think, oh, I like this and this makes me feel a little bit bit better, it's going to help me with my health and fitness. Yeah, I'll do this and kind of building up momentum with it and then, you know, you can move on. Maybe, you know, you do something like running for six months and you're like, oh, actually I might try triathlon or, you know, you just, you go to the gym and you just, you know, you do some stuff on the treadmill or the bike, you lift a few weights, you do a few kind of body pump classes and then a few months time you feel more comfortable, you think, oh, I might go and try a CrossFit class. Nothing has to stay the same. I think that's the beauty about fitness is so much out there to try you just have to find what's right for you and what you enjoy i really love what you said there about like not like counting anything out yeah like just because you go do something if you count something else out so there's loads of crossfitters that won't do bodybuilding movements because they're not bodybuilders and there's loads of powerlifters that won't touch a pull-up bar because oh i only do three lifts as soon as you do that 
you're kind of, you're almost cutting yourself short about what you could achieve and you never know what you're going to A, be able to achieve or B, enjoy. So kind of all cards on the table when it comes to fitness, I think. Yeah. And you'll find that like, as you grow in strength and fitness, um, you'll find new things easier to get into. That's how I felt last night anyway, because obviously I've been doing CrossFit for about three years and I went to this aerial hoop session. I had no idea what to expect. And I felt a lot more comfortable because I already had like a kind of base of strength. But a lot of classes nowadays, like regardless of what it is, are so open to beginners who have done absolutely nothing before. When I started CrossFit, I was so unfit. Josh can vouch for this because he was the coach. Oh. <laughs> um, I definitely didn't cry on my first workout with an air bike. She definitely did. Definitely didn't. But I was huffing and puffing and I was, you know, I just... Things come with time. I think things do come with time. It's absolutely right. The best thing you can do with your fitness is don't expect perfect sessions. Don't expect the perfect workout. Just keep going. Mm. Just if you're, if you go to the class that day, concentrate on what you're supposed to be doing in the class that day. Don't be thinking, oh, I've got a row and running workout, but I really want to go do muscle ups. Oh, I really want to go learn how to snatch because that's not the purpose of that session. Concentrate on what you're doing. And if you want to try the muscle ups, go to a gymnastics class. Or if you want to try a snatch, go try weightlifting. And then you can concentrate on that. And then you'll figure out what you really enjoy sort of thing. But keep consistent over a long period of time. And that's when the magic really happens. That's how you've become so fit and strong. Is uh, because no. I am not so fit and strong. Yes, she is. Do not put me in that category, Joshua. Yes, she is. She's <laughs> no. better. Not honestly. I am very um, middle lane. Yeah, she's too modest. That's how she became so fit and strong. Thanks for interrupting. <laughs> because she was consistent with it. Like, her skills have grown. Her capacity's grown. And yes, COVID happened. And that wasn't ideal for anyone in the world. But she's still at it. She's still going to the gym every week five times a week most weeks and killing it oh my god thanks honey shut up <laughs> um I, th I think fitter and stronger rather than fit and strong what's the difference i don't know exactly okay all right <laughs> tell me off my podcasting i can kick you out okay so i think a lot of people when they're brand new to fitness if they're not going for a, a specific class like Swimming or, I don't know. Pilates. Yeah, something like that, where there isn't a, a coach environment. So just, we're talking general gym here. Someone's like, right, I've joined up to the gym. And they can't afford a personal trainer or they don't think that's the route for them. What kind of advice do you have for those type of people who are looking to get into stuff, but they don't really kind of have the either the money or the want to go personal trainer? Um, Personal trainers are really expensive, but group exercise is where the magic happens. So... I'd say, I mean, you're much more likely to adhere to something you enjoy. Mm. So if you're going to the gym and just running on a treadmill for 17 weeks, you know, unless, unless you're a complete lunatic, you're not going to enjoy that. But if you go to a class with other people doing similar things, you're more likely to adhere, that, adhere to that because you're more likely to enjoy it. So that's what I'd suggest. I was go find a class, go find a coach that's not necessarily expensive. Don't just struggle by yourself. Mm. That's difficult. And whereas sometimes finding a coach might be a little more expensive, in the long run, it'll be way more worth it than 
just spending 20 quid a week at your local whatever gym and never turning up. I think there is a definite benefit to group exercise with a with a coach. Like when the gym that we currently go to, when it opened up this time around COVID, obviously they weren't allowed to put actual classes on. And even though the programming was there, the workouts were there for us to do, without that coach there, you're not really giving 110%. I think the addition of a coach is so beneficial. As soon as proper classes started back up, I was like, right, I'm in it now. I'm here to slay. I think a lot of people felt the same way as you, though. Oh, like, obviously, being that coach for quite a few people, you got people going to the open gym sessions and they're like, oh, you know, I think I'm just going to do my own thing or I'll, I'll try and follow along and all that kind of stuff. And when it's coached and it's structured, boom, people are getting great results again. Nothing makes me move faster is when I know Callum is behind me. I'm a coach. <laughs> Breathing down it like, I'm going to kill you. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, just one second. Yeah. It's just going for a wee. I think even if, going back to kind of personal training stuff, if you don't want to do group exercise or you don't even want to go to a gym, hear me out here, don't jump down my neck straight away, but there is some good people on Instagram to get routines or like youtube to get kind of routines and moves from it's just finding it's um what's it called like shoveling your way through the poop um because <laughs> because there is a lot of i use this term lightly fitness influencers out there but some of them are actually really well educated and provide really great advice really great kind of routines and yeah, that's a it's a good way I think to, it like to get into kind of a no cost fitness routine at home. You know, doing body weight stuff, especially if you're not going to be comfortable in the gym straight off, and then you can kind of work your way up to it to kind of build confidence, get yourself familiar with moves. Obviously, you don't get that kind of level of feedback uh, that you would from a coach, but it's it's an option for people to go down. I think. I think doing something's always better than doing nothing. Yeah. So if. If you are worried about doing it wrong, I think coaching is irreplaceable. Mm. But if you're just there to kind of give it a try and give it a start and you don't want to step into a gym, yes, there is good, knowledgeable people on social media. I will say, though, if it's someone's job to look fit, they're probably not. These quote-unquote fitness models... Yeah, no, I think that's yeah. totally different. There's... Yeah. um. But they can sell you some rubbishy plan. It's it's their job to. Yeah. But, you know, it's like Megan said, you've got to kind of wade your way through the weeds and find the good stuff out there. It's definitely there. And find, again, going back to kind of doing stuff that you like, that you enjoy. You know, if you don't want to be doing like a couch to 5K, for example, if you don't want to be going through that app because you absolutely hate running, try something else. Maybe kind of hip workouts are for you where you're doing kind of squats, push-ups, lunges, etc. Maybe that's more your style or maybe it's something really slow like yoga, Pilates, which is really like kind of core focused. Or maybe it's just, I don't know, flinging yourself upside down into a handstand against your wall. Or skipping outside. Skipping. Skipping. That sounded common as there. Go skipping. Okay, so a lot of people struggle with motivation and getting consistency. So, Josh, how do you think you can make incorporating something in your fitness routine a habit? It's a good question because motivation lasts all of three seconds. You don't need to be motivated, you need to be disciplined. Ooh, spicy. 
So discipline is what makes the difference when you are not feeling motivated. With that being said, sometimes a good old motivating quote doesn't hurt. (laughs) But if you want something enough, you've got to... I talk about it all the time about delayed gratification. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, you might have had a tough day at work. And yes, you might want to just sit on the sofa and watch Game of Thrones. But that's instant gratification. It doesn't do you good in the long term. The delayed gratification comes when you have three super consistent sessions that week and you do drag yourself to the gym after the work after work even if you're tired and you do give it your best for an hour and you see the results in a month or two months or mm. three months that's really difficult to start but once you've gained that habit make it super accessible for yourself if you need to go home and get your fitness gear you've created an obstacle for yourself So before you leave the house, get all of your fitness gear in a bag, put it in your car. You don't Mm. need to go home. Take away the obstacles Mm. that would get in the way of you achieving what you really want to achieve. That is the delayed gratification stuff. Makes sense. I think there is a difference between, you know, people who are doing fitness for fun and people who are doing fitness, like fun and keeping obviously healthy. And then people who are doing fitness for, you know, competition and I don't don't know what the word is, like progress and elevation. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, People who are just not doing it as a hobby, like they're quite focused, quite competitive that kind of thing. I think there is a difference though. And I think you are allowed to take a break, you know. If one day you aren't motivated, that's all right as well. There's some days I have where I have a busy day at work and I'm like, you know what, the gym ain't for me tonight. I'm not going to get what I want out of it. I'm going to go home and I'm going to sit and watch Game of Thrones. (laughs) No, I don't watch Game of Thrones now. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, That is my, that's my choice of TV. Don't judge me. But yeah, I think, I think it's finding those balance. Those balance that is not English. It's good that. Good. Finding that balance. Finding that balance. Knowing when you can push and knowing when you need to slow down. Because sometimes, you know, your body will be like, yeah, we need to give up now. But your mind's right to go and it might be negative for you to continue pushing. Would you agree? Probably not. No, I actually do. Oh. Um, Bloody hell. If, if you're tired to the point of feeling like you need to go home and collapse onto the floor, go home and collapse onto the floor. Sometime, like, live to fight another day. Mm. Um, Don't just hammer yourself. You've got to build frequency. Mm. So you can't go from a person who sits on the sofa and sits at a desk all day and doesn't train to a a five-day-a-week warrior. Yeah you will drive yourself into the ground. What you should do, in my opinion, is start training Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm. And when Monday and Wednesday and Friday feel good and you feel like you've got a good month, two months under your belt, try Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And build from there. Don't don't just expect to turn into this training ninja overnight because it's not going (laughs) to happen and you'll lose your mojo so quick by doing that. I really like the the thing that you said about removing those obstacles. I think it's so bang on. Like, I know during the week, so I finish work at half four, and there's a class at the gym at five o'clock, which I go to, like, 80% of the time, and I have my gym stuff in my, ba- in my bag, so I don't need to come home, because I know that 
as soon as I get home, if I was going to a later class, if I get home, sit down, probably not going to get up again. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm taking out that obstacle. So no, I completely agree. That goes a long way, by the way. It's not, I know we're not supposed to be talking about diet or anything like that, but just a quick one in that it's just like if you had a thing for biscuits and you wanted to give up biscuits, don't buy biscuits. Yeah. If you have biscuits in the cupboard and you're feeling like a biscuit, guess what? You're going to go have that biscuit. If it's not there, you've removed the thing you don't want to do. As an avid biscuit lover, I'm definitely partial to a chocolate hobnob. Uh, I completely disagree with that statement. (laughs) (laughs) I always want chocolate hobnobs in the cupboard. Don't stop me. But then again, I'm not the fitness professional here, and that's why. (laughs) Because I'm a lover of biscuits. Okay, so, you know, we've been chatting for a little bit, so... We'll start to wrap this up. Josh, is there anything that you wanted to share on this podcast that you haven't been able to yet? If there was one thing I would have hoped that could have come out of a global pandemic, I would have hoped it would have been a bigger focus on health mm-hmm. and wellness and fitness comes into that for me because I believe we're on the preventative side of what your doctors and nurses are trying to treat Essentially, I, I, I haven't seen it happen yet, and it's quite disappointing. Um, Do you think that's because the pandemic still, was still very much in it? Unfortunately, yeah, that could be it. Yeah. If you were going to do anything that could benefit your life in the long term, just start moving. It doesn't matter if you want to do CrossFit or functional fitness or gymnastics, weightlifting, powerlifting, running, triathlon, whatever tickles your pickle, just go do something because it will make you feel better. It will make you a better human being. It'll make you more motivated at work. It'll make you a happy person. It'll make you better. I promise. I think that's really great advice. Fitness isn't just good for your physical health. It's so good for your head as well. Totally agree. I can be having a really kind of rubbish down day, go to the gym and it can pick me up. I walk away feeling like I've conquered the world, which is so nice. Especially when you find a great goop. Goop. A great goop of people. <laughs> a g- oh my god. A great group of people. I haven't even had a gin yet um, to do it with. But Josh, thank you very much for being my first guest on this podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I think he probably will be showing his... Uh, I was going to say showing his what, face. Oh my... Showing his... F- no, not showing his face. You'll be hearing from me. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. But thanks very much for joining me and... I mean, I'll speak to you in a second, but say bye to these lovely people. (laughs) I'll see you later on. If you guys have any questions for me, feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. I don't do Twitter. It scares me. I I am Coach Josh. I told you he talks a lot. (laughs) Thanks so much, Josh, for being on this podcast today. Not like you had a choice. It was definitely me forcing you into it, but hey-ho. If you guys have any other suggestions, recommendations of podcasts that you'd like me to do, things that you want me to talk about, please throw them my way. It has been so much fun to have someone else on this podcast with me. However, I do need to invest in another microphone because we've been kind of sharing one. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to like none. I was going to say like and subscribe. I'm not a YouTuber anymore. But rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Keep on listening, share with your friends. If you don't have me on Instagram and whatnot, I have two. It's Megan Jane Lily and Megan Lily Fitness. Ciao for now. I will say goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.